What are you never more than six minutes away from in London? Just off the top of my head, I'd say two foxes fighting in a bin over some chicken, many Pret-a-Mangers, and Bill Nye. But here's another thing, a free now private ride or black cab. Yep, that's right. Thanks to the Mobility Super app free now, your car is just six minutes away on average. Now that's speedy. One app, more ways to travel. Feel free now. Hey, it's Bill. I um, have something to confess. I am anti-roast. Okay. I think that a lot of roasts are bad. Mm. I think Yorkshire puddings are like a moon cup made of pastry. (laughs) Uh, I don't get it. Hello, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever. I'm Joe Makatich, the big dog at Time Out London. And you're listening to Love Thy Neighbourhood, the podcast in which someone bigger, smarter, swifter than me shows me around part of the city that means a lot to them. Four places in one area, four venues they'd give their own cheeky little five-star rating to. Five stars, of course, is what we do at Time Out. When we see something we like, we lose our shit and we pour stars all over it. Today's episode, it's Dalston. Officially, the coolest area to live in Britain, according to The Guardian, in 2009. What's it like now? Well, it's still a very diverse area, still very interesting. It's been a focus of immigration into the country for over 100 years. First, the Jewish population from from Central Europe. After that, Caribbean, West Indian, hence a lot of good restaurants around here. They were then followed by Turkish population and Vietnamese and they were followed by art school students and graphic designers. Eventually, uh, I think they were sort of priced out, and now mainly, I think a lot of lawyers and financial services people who are wondering where all the art school students went. Uh, A lot of the venues, sadly, that I remember from my earlier days have closed. Four Aces, gone. Dance Tunnel, gone. FS, gone. Passing Clouds, gone. Alibi, it goes on and on and on. But there's still a lot of good stuff around here if you know where to search for it. Fans of uh, atonal screaming noise like me will already be aware of Cafe Otto. Uh, Vortex Jazz Club, a very solid second place for them. My guest today, who has brought me here, is none other than the very funny, very wonderful writer and comedian Sophie Juker. She's a bit of a sort of panel show legend. She's written for loads of people. She's one taskmaster. One mastermind as well. I uh, don't know if she's done anything on Master Chef, but I feel like that's the third piece in the in the Master trilogy for her. She's got a show called Hag coming uh, to the Bloomsbury Theatre later. I think it's sold out everywhere else. And her comedy troupe, Wacky Racists, which always has good people on it, will be coming to Hackney Hackney Empire a bit later. So very much looking forward to meeting Sophie. It's a lovely sunny day here in London. You don't get many of these. So uh, let's go and meet her. Sophie Duker, where are we and why have you brought me here? Oh, I've brought you to the Muddy Puddle. And I would say like, uh, I'd say it's like on the boundary of Mm. Dalston. Um, And I brought you here because it's a simply lovely place. It's a calf. It's a calf. Yeah. Uh, it has amazing food. I think it's Venezuelan food. Oh. I should have checked. It smells good. I'm recording. getting, there's a waft coming through there's now. There's a waft coming through. They've got incredible burritos, mm. incredible empanadas, 
It's tasty. It's vegan. I've had a lot of times here. Times? Yeah. Do you want to shed any light on yeah, the yeah, times? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to shed some light on the times. I, uh, I think, like, around the time of my last big relation, like, the slow breakup stages were mainly in this cafe. So you associate here with melancholy? With, like, melancholy, uncertainty, uh, global pandemic. Ooh. But I still love it. I've got to say, it must have some wonderful qualities if you've experienced all those things here. It's and got come me in a chokehold, yeah. yeah. Did you do any sort of self-love here, growing as a person? Uh, I think I did. Partly, like I think, just any time that you eat vegan food as an omnivore, you feel like a little bit more smug and like you've grown. Mm. It's got a beautiful garden outside. Great garden. L- London is a, a mad for a good garden in a, the summer. We yeah. love a garden in the summer. It's got bunting, but it's not obnoxious. Mm. It's not, not obnoxious or racist bunting. No, and it's, that is. It's woke bunting or sort of progressive bunting. It's not. Prog- I mean, it's not in the shape of vulvas or anything. It's just your regular triangular bunting, but it is. <laughs> It's got, a, it's got a little bit of a kick to it. And how I'd many, say it's a tropical palette. What percentage of the people here, do you think, are getting over a breakup, judging by their look? Oh, I mean, I think everyone in Hackney is <laughs> getting over a breakup at, to some degree. I think generally uh, most of the events here are like upbeat, lighthearted events, so I think it's mainly just friends. You are right about Hackney. I, I have a feeling that like more people in Hackney communicate over Hinge than they do on like WhatsApp. Yes, yes, it's a real date. This is an amazing place to bring someone for a date. I would say like a second date. It's cozy Mm. uh, and there's stuff to do so that if you if you come on a first date and you don't like them, you might feel a bit trapped, but you'll want to linger because of like the yerba mate or like the hot chocolate. Right. But if it's a second date and you're like, I just want to show them that I've got like warmth, warmth. Mm. It's it's, it's quite a spiritual feeling place as well. So it's sort of, well, it's got books. So that implies you can read. Yeah, it implies you can read. I would say it's not spiritual. I don't want you to put people, I don't, I don't want to say it's woo woo, ghosts, magic rocks kind of place. Okay. I'd say it's cool art. I'd say it's like hand woven tapestries on the way to the toilets. Gotcha. I'd say it's actually friendly stuff. Okay, I didn't realise that the magic rock stuff was with bad connotations for so you. I am very reluctantly like a crystal witch kind of gal. I've acquired some crystals. I keep losing them. I don't know what that means for my luck. Mm. But I, uh, I don't, I don't mind a place where you know you wash your moon cups in the moonlight. Hopefully not near the kitchen. Mm. But I think that might put some people off. I would say it's not a new agey kind of place. No, okay, I've tarred that with the wrong brush. It's not new agey. But it, it is a place where you could experience the divine. And did you have any second dates here without wanting to pry? Ooh. Uh, I am prying, aren't I? That is exactly what I've that done. Is a, that is a classic pry. <laughs> not to pry, but I've actually not wooed. I think because of the um, breakdown of the last relationship in this place, I think I've not uh, immediately brought a new... Uh, lover. Mm. Yep, I said lover. I'm an adult. Mm. But this place is important. You want to bring your friends here. You want to bring someone you're going to stay the distance with. Well, that makes me feel quite special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, being given the invitation. Uh, your kombucha's arriving now. Yep, that's the sentence I love to hear. What is it about kombucha? Thank you very much. What is it about kombucha? Okay, this is a new kombucha that I've never seen before. Mm. Um, normally I would go for like a fiery ginger because I'm not a wuss. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say pussy uh, on the podcast. You can say whatever you want. So as I long said wuss, so you can cut it out. But yeah. now you won't cut it out. No. Um, but I got lemon and lavender because I've never had a lavender. Mm. I, I, I tried to make my own kombucha. Yeah. How did it go? Uh, initially fine, but then you abandon it and it becomes sort of like a, um, a hive for bacteria. I don't know how it's made. I've got a very loose understanding that you somehow make loads of mushrooms go mouldy 
and then you squeeze the juice out into a glass and then you put fizzy water in it. Wow. Is that close? No. <laughs> it's not close at all. And you yourself are not part of the V-gang. I'm not part of the V-gang. Mm. But you um, like this place, but it's all, it's, this is all plant food. I think not it's plant like... Not plant food, you, you know what I mean. Not, not plant food. I know what you mean. You're not a bigot and that's fine. Uh, I think it's just nice to feel... One, it's a cosy lives, so meat is not only murder, but murderously expensive. Mm. And it's also nice to feel full when you're having like a, a vegan meal and feel like it's delicious, like properly crunchy, properly crispy. Yeah. Um, properly like, oh uh, yeah, f scratching that itch, filling that hole, Do so to speak. So to speak. Do you get as much pleasure out of a plant-based meal as you would from something with uh, cheese or, or meat in it? I think it's like people get complacent. Yeah. If they've got a slab of beef, they don't think they need to do anything to it. But like here, everything's like properly seasoned. Like the, the ingredients are really good. Like I've seen some atrocities done with burgers. Yeah. Yeah, just cheap burgers. No well, real sauce. Well, in Hackney, sauce. there's a lot of very cheap burgers flying about the place. In Hackney, there's a lot of small portions. There's a lot of like, yeah. um, I would say like twattery. Mm. Like needless twattery because they're like, people are grateful to be here and they're just going to put stuff on the ground. But I actually like to eat food when I go out. I'm sort of sick of going to restaurants now where the idea that the menu has to be a thing which is like approached and broken down. Like how, how are you going to take this menu on? You know what I mean? What's your strategy? And then th these are medium sized. Those are for two people. This is a main which is for 20 people. Like this has got a very friendly atmosphere and it feels sort of warm and welcoming, which is what we've sort of, I think, lost with this new range of sort of, they all feel like the bear, the TV show. Everyone's kind of like okay. incredibly serious, yeah, 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 pumped yeah. up. Everyone's got like tattoos and moustaches. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Okay, good. I know what you I mean. Don't sound I mean, insane. I've seen one episode of The Bear. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It is good. It is yeah. good. Yeah. And I do like the cast. I've not, so we're here today and the people I most regularly see when I come into Muddy Puddle are not working behind the bar today. Right. Yeah. You were expecting special treatment, maybe. Yeah, I love mm. special treatment. What but would normally good. happen if you walked in? Oh, there'd be like sort of just like a like a hushed silence and then a one, two, three, four, and then like the band would start playing. Yeah. Little kids would be brought out to like like with like flowers in their hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone would be like, so sorry to hear about your breakup, and I'd be like, it's fine. That sounds I'm, nice. I'm better now. Yeah. Well, sorry to have like um, brought you here on a day where you didn't get any of that. You simply have me sitting here. Gently sweating under a skylight, uh, asking you questions about your breakup. That's fine. It's very much like my fever dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I got some delicious booch out of it. Booch? Is that what we call it now? Booch? I think it just takes a while. The amount of time that you're saying kombucha, it mm. sounds like a spell from Harry Potter. Yeah. And it's a Soviet um, drink, isn't it? They invented it. Did they? I think so. It's a communist drink. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sort of makes it more exotic in Absolute my eyes. Luxury. A bit... We're in Diane's constituency. Oh, that's not true. Not that she's a communist. No, no, absolutely um, not. I think yeah. she'll be the MP here forever. I think so. I don't think anyone's ever going to be able to get rid oh, of her. No, no, no. In a good way. She's like absolutely ingrained in the area yeah. and the community. It's quite nice. In this day and age where politics, yeah, we're getting political, but where politics now is so sort of corporatized. And if you, I always think like post Tony Blair, 90% of politicians, when you squint, sort of have exactly the same outline. Yeah, the, you know, yeah, it's very, yeah. very sort of streamlined. And it's good to have these people that are their own person and they approach things in their own way. They're unapologetic about it and stuff and they're smart, you know? So yeah, more power to her. More power to her. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Do you ever have wine here? No. Day drinking as a freelancer. Well, I don't know when you come here. You could come here in the evening. I could come here in the evening. Yeah. Also, you come here as a freelancer to work as well? Yeah. I know there's... People love to work in cafes. It's great for meet cutes. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the uh, apps that everyone in Hackney is on, uh, it's great for vibe. 
I feel like I work best in a sort of deprivation state. Yeah. So I am, I'm a big fan of Dalston Library. Of course, working in libraries are good, but also meet cutes, surely, in libraries. Yeah, I mainly meet uh, people that are like houseless or mm. um, problematic in Dalston Library. Right, okay. Um, or GCSE students, but we're all there with a mission yeah <laughs> yeah and yours is to write material when you're there mainly writing material cramming material writing scripts yeah. writing yeah right I, I always ask this to people who work you know comedians and writers and stuff but if they're in a situation like this and they see someone else doing what they're doing like writing on the other side of the room what's your immediate reaction your emotional reaction destroy to it? them yeah that's what yeah. i always think and it... crush them how dare they yeah, yeah they're probably on page 59 of their 60 page script unlike you just in the just in the uh, the sponge face, just soaking up, <laughs> just soaking up ideas. Yeah, ready to squeeze them out all over final draft. Do you ever get any other writers popping into Dalston Library? Oh, I feel like a lot of people like to um, go to Root. Chloe Petz, Chloe. a veteran of this podcast. Yeah. Um, well, she claimed when she sees another writer to be filled with a sense of sort of camaraderie and goodwill. I didn't buy it for a second. Yeah, absolute bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Close cut for it. She'll she'll unplug their uh, charger as she walks past. Oh yeah, she's she's vile. Mm. She'll break things to make mm. a point. A bad influence. And on that bombshell, the food has arrived. <laughs> okay, well uh, let's tuck in. Oh, there's a school group coming through. That does happen around these parts. They don't look too happy, do they? No, they've probably done something shit like the British Museum or yeah. <laughs> or Woodbury Wetlands. or I'm, I'm worried one of them heard me swear. I don't like swearing in front of kids, but I was trying to be funny. Could I ask, why did you choose this area to take me to? Uh, I've chosen this area because I lived in it for over a decade. It is my favourite part of London. I love Hackney so much it hurts and can't really imagine living anywhere else. What is it that you like about it so much? I'm from London and my mum uh, lives in Enfield. But when I was like, I'm going to live by myself in London, my main criteria was that I wanted to be able to like buy stuff in my hair. I was like, the test is that, that there's a hair shop, a black hair shop. Right. And I can buy a yam if I need to. And in over a decade, I've never needed to buy a yam. <laughs> but you could if you wanted but to. But I could if I wanted to. Yeah, that's important. Careful, dog shit. Oh, thank you very it's much. It's going to happen. When you were living here, what was the sort of... Um nightlife like did you sort of go to pubs or clubs so I moved to Dawson and I was like I'm gonna be out all the time but then I sort of entered my like house party era almost immediately so like there was like alibi gone dance tunnel gone there were great clubs in Dawson and there was stuff like visions bar that's gone visions now. yeah oh I thought I said visions maybe I just thought it really hard yeah visions going to um metropolis Cambridge Heath a little bit further Going down to what used to be Passing Clouds is now the Jago. Yeah, um, yeah. Was that, one of them was closed down because of one noise complaint. I think it might have been Passing Clouds. Oh boy. I mean, Passing Clouds, I loved it. Like the vibe there was impeccable. It was quite I, bohemian, wasn't it? I remember. Quite bohemian. There was a lot of fabric, great fabric. I was there on New Year's one night and um, there was a fire. Um, so everyone got evacuated from the building. But then like sort of 20 minutes later, they were just like, all right, everyone back in. Back in. Back yeah. in. That's how you know it's a good venue where people are going to take their lives into their own hands yes, to re-enter. Sure, smoke inhalation, fine. It was a vibe. What was the Sophie Duca house party like? Oh my God, you know, we are walking 
actually this very moment past my old house where some of the most legendary house parties. What sort of stuff went down in the house? Were they sort of quite civil? Were they crazy? No, no, no. So they were like, they all had like a, a great theme. Ooh. Very strict, like no dickhead policy. Okay. Very, I'm very much a party top. Like I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> What the vibe is, what you're allowed to do, you're not allowed to bother the DJs, you're not allowed to bring your hinge date, you're like, you're committing to the vibe. One of the last parties we had at Redacted Albion Road was a cult theme party, mm. sort of to symbolise like the burning down, not literally. The cult is in like a religious cult? Religious cult, okay. so we all wore white. We also had a uh, prom themed oh. one. So getting an invite this to one of these this was is quite it. a big Here deal. We so we're house. standing outside your old house. My old house, yeah. This is where, was this where the cult party happened? Cult party no. happened, it's also very witchy, you can see that the... um. Yeah. The knocker's like sort of the head of a goat. Yeah. Wow. That might be too there's much a, docs information. There's a strong energy coming strong out of it. Strong energy coming out of that house. I lived there for about six, seven years. Oh, cool. Where you live now, uh, what restaurants around there do you like? Uh, Art of Spices is a hilarious Indian takeaway on Balls Pond Road. And it, it, like as many places do, they give you the menu which has, you know, prices and information about the dishes. Hey, beautiful. How are you doing? Not today because I'm recording, but have a good day. The lady um, wanted a hug. The lady at Bustop wanted a hug. So the menu at the restaurant. Oh yeah, the menu at Art of Spices and Bulbs Pond Road is hilarious because it has a sort of diatribe in the blurb at the back against Bombay Bicycle Club. The band? Who, not the band, who I do have history with. Oh really? But the, well, um, come back to that. The head chef at that takeaway feels like he was disrespected and much maligned by Bombay Bicycle Club in West London. So he's and he's used, put that information in the menu. He's used it. No, I'm, I'm all for using your own company's um, literature to settle old scores. You're paying for the ink. Up there, of course, we're just going past where the amazing Umut 2000 Turkish restaurant is. Did you ever go there? I think I've popped into every Turkish it, restaurant at some point, but it's definitely not one I've... I would go to Somine and obviously Mangal too. Yes, yeah, yeah. Istanbul. Run by the very handsome Sirtash, who won our Hottest Chef of the Year award. Oh, uh, he's a hottie. I didn't like to say it, but one of the reasons I like the Muddy Puddle is because the people are hot. They, they were hot, yeah, yeah. Maybe not quite Sirtash hot, but who is, to be honest? Where are we now? We're walking uh, just sort of past the Dawson Boys. Boys Dalston Club, Boys I think. Club, yeah. I think that's what it's called and not just a uh, confusing nickname. And but do you I, know this venue? Yeah, I accidentally came to a sex party at this venue. Right. Yeah. Uh, how do you accidentally go to a sex party? Well, I thought it was just a party with a strong theme, <laughs> as I myself am wont to throw. The theme was dark Victoriana. Okay. And it was dark. At what point did it become I apparent? I did see ankles. Ankles, yeah. Yeah, ankles send, everywhere. Send any Victorian into a sort of frenzy. A tizzy, a whole tizzy. But at no point did it get massively awkward. No, 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 no. I had a fun time. I party like it was 1899. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are in our second place. Yes. Do you want to say where we are? We are in ILYSM studio off Gillette Square in Dalston. Okay. And what do they do here? Uh, I think all kinds of like very lush, very cool stuff. So I know it because my friend Lois is a tattoo artist. Shout out Lois. Shout out Lois. I'm still waiting for my tat. Um, <laughs> Lois is one of a few incredible tattoo artists that work at the studio, but I think in essence, it's more of like a creative space. So like there are also nail treatments. There's a nail artist called Calypso Monsoon, mm -hmm. who has like very incredible, like sensory sort of like nail stuff that she does out of here and out of uh, a few other places as well. Um, there's beauty treatments. Uh, there's hair stuff, there's tattooing, there's a dog called Aria. Oh, yeah. lovely. What and kind I've, of dog is it, do you know? 
It's a big dog. A big dog. We love a big dog. Yeah. Big big dog on campus. That's what I'm called around timeout as well. You're called big dog? The big dog. The big dog with, yeah, a, like, with a W. Like that, yeah. And is that a, like a sarcastic thing that people call you? I'll be honest, it's, main, it's mainly me repeatedly saying it until people... I'm a big dog. Do it by four, yeah, basically. Wow. Yeah. Do you have like a robust HR department? Uh, thank hell, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've mentioned a, a tattoo that you're yes. going to get. Do you know exactly what it is? I don't. I basically decided that this year was going to be my year RE Inc. And so I've got some some stuff floating around. But I feel like a tattoo is quite like a personal thing. It, it should be. I could suggest some. Okay. And you could... Thank you. You could gauge them. How about on one forearm, it's um, the Predator from the film Predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. And then on the other, it would be Alien from the film Alien. And you could sort of whack them together to make them fight. Yeah, I... Mm, alien versus Predator. Yeah, but it's like every day. Alien, every, every, every day, day, every day alien, alien versus, versus predator. predator. So if I reach out to get Fork, it's Alien slash Predator. Well, y- y- people would know what mood you're in based on which of the monsters you put forwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, do you have any other ideas? Uh, what about just the word, like, bison across, like, the... Bison. Bison is quite a strong-sounding word. I'm more likely to get that. Yeah? yeah. That's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. What would you tattoo on, on me? Oh, it's got to be a paw print for the big doll. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A paw print on the inside of my hands, maybe. No, no, that would be weird. That would yeah. be like you were reaching to a ghost dog. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds like a sad film from the 90s where a boy's dog dies. Yeah, okay. Um, maybe over my heart. Yeah, I was, think, I was thinking tramp stamp. Oh, lower spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Is that? I think that's one of the more painful places to get a tattoo, I hear. Doc Brown was talking about it feeling like a cat scratching you nonstop for sort of six hours. A cat scratching you for six hours? Yeah, that's what he said. It's like a cat that doesn't stop scratching you in the same place Ooh. for a long time. But he's got multiple tattoos, so it can't be that yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind to animals. So yeah. He knows. Do he you know knows where, the pain of a, oh, an definitely. angry cat. Do you know where yours is going to go? Um, I think it's going to go on my ankle, because I'm really just a, uh, as we said before, a spiritual babe. I see, yeah. I think I can't have anything too um, in your face to start off with, mm. just because of my work in film and television. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and sadly, I haven't cultivated, like, a cool look. So I think if your tattoo goes with your vibe... Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, thank you very much for taking us here. Thanks. Is there anything you want to say about the business before we go? It is above Jones and Sons, I'll say that, where the great film... Boiling Point was filmed, and Stephen Graham, spoiler, drank himself to death. Whoa, you just ruined the film's Boiling Point, not for me, but for the implied listener as well. And and I knew I was going to say it as I started talking about it, but I had to finish the sentence like that. You could have said, was a chef. Okay. Put in in an Oscar-worthy performance. I think you have to keep it in. I don't think people should shy away from spoilers. Yeah, okay, that's an interesting point. Why not? Snape kills Dumbledore. Good. Wow. Yeah. Should probably reject that. <laughs> Want to minimize the Harry Potter references and everything I do. That's yeah. a spoiler I could give. Uh, Bruce Willis was dead. Uh, they were dead on the island, yeah. What we're saying here, we're against film twists. Yeah. It should be okay to say what happens in a film. It should be. I mean, the value it, I of think your if film, it's just come out, Yeah. fine. Yeah. But if you've existed on this earth for long enough, you should know. Yeah. You should know the ending of Fight Club, which I've never seen. Grow up. Well, let's try and guess the ending of Fight Club. The real fight was inside all along, maybe. The friends we made along the way. The real fight was the friends we made along the way. That's the ending of Fight Club for anyone listening. Okay, uh, let's crack on. Love Thy Neighbourhood is sponsored by Freenow, the mobility super app. Thanks to Freenow, I can get to where I need to go in London in a private ride, black cab, e-scooter or e-bike. One app, more ways to travel. Feel free now. 
It's so nice being yeah. on Kingsland Road. We love Kingsland Road, don't we? Yeah. Do you ever go to um, Voodoo Rays? I know there are like cooler yes, pizza no, places, I, but I think it's great. I lo lo sometimes, sometimes they slap. Yeah. But when they hit, they hit. Voodoo Rays and the, the K hole. Yeah, 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 the karaoke hole. Yeah, and also the experience of being on Ketamine. That's great. also, yeah, yeah. Great in Cheeky little reference there. Cheeky little reference for the drug takers. To the drugs. And we're also going past in a second the alleyway that um, my favourite music venue in London is on, which is uh, Cafe Otto. Cafe the, Otto. Yeah, the jazz venue, it's down there. It's just a classic, cool Dawson place. Yeah, it's great. I like the fact that all the bands sort of play on the floor, the artists are kind of like eye level with you. And they have like really, really progressive musicians and uh, programs on all throughout the year. It's definitely one of those businesses as well that always needs a bit of support. Um, yeah. Yeah, we can go past it actually. Let's go past it. it also the Arcola, of, of course. Very, very good. Yeah, the Arcola Theatre, okay. right next door. Behind the Arcola Theatre, though, is a venue that I want to shout out because people in Dawson absolutely love it. Yeah. And I have started, I would say, lovingly ribbing it in my stand-up, which I'm sure they must be aware of. Okay. It's none other than the Dusty Knuckle. Right, okay. The Dusty Knuckle Bakery. So your stand-up... Delicious bread. I've, I've actually heard this and stuff. It's uh, it's loving, but it's also saying it's it's sort of synonymous with, with like the gentrification of, yeah, the, yeah, of yeah, all yeah. of Hackney. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice bread. Yeah. Do you I can of... say that it's nice bread and they are good sandwiches. And the potato sourdough, which I'm yet to try, Yeah. people have privately DM'd me about that. Is there a sense of um, self-hate when you're enjoying it? Um, I mean, I, I feel poorer, but I feel happier. Yeah, it's definitely quite expensive. <laughs> We're also walking past that boot trap and the wonderful Sister Space over here. Sister Space, yeah. Yes, which is an amazing charity. And the aunties there are lovely. Hey there. We can and go and say hello if you want. In. Hello. <laughs> amazing. And it's right next to Cafe Otto. If anyone's coming down here off Kingsland Road, do pop into Sister Space. It's got tons of stuff in there. It looks Loads great. Loads of stuff. It what, is. What was your name, sorry? Maxine. Well, it's lovely to meet you, Maxine. You too. And half price or less, brand new. She's always selling. She's always working. She's always hustling, Maxine. You Have a too, great cheerio. day. Oh, it did look good. A lovely little space, mainly a charity shop, but also organising space. It's people, good. Good people. people. Do, well, they talk about like how you know, sort of Kingsland Road and Dalston and stuff has been sort of changed unrecognisably, and they're right in almost every way. But there, there still <laughs> persists like small pockets of interesting stuff. There absolutely do, and I think like you know, it's very easy to say. London used to be like this or Dawson used to be like this but I think like the stuff that like persists for the community yeah can really sit alongside like the fun new hip stuff yeah it's about getting the mix right I it's suppose. about getting the mix right and making sure that you're like basically you want to support businesses that can thrive and like last for ages yeah and I think the thing that feels um unstable is when like businesses come and go yeah. and you recommend something that doesn't exist anymore and places have changed and clubs are closed like you always want to have your classics, but you definitely want to spice it up as well. We are now arriving at a third venue. Do you want to say where we are? We are at Dulston Curve Garden, opposite the Big Ass Mural. Yeah, the Big Ass Mural, which I remember, it's called the, it's the Hackney Peace Mural. If you don't know it, it's a very colorful mural and it was on the front cover of like a rudimental album, I think. But during lockdown, they were trying to work out who everyone was on it because they're all based on real people and I think Everyone got in touch and said, oh, actually, that one looks like it's based on my uncle. This person's a sort of musician from the area. Uh, and it looks, I mean, considering that's like 1985, it still looks pretty amazing, I think. It looks 
absolutely fantastic. It's proper London. There's someone as well. with like a sort of MF Doom type mask in the middle. Yeah. A woman that sort of looks like Princess Diana, but I don't think it is. Yeah, there's a sort of John Lennon guy there as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts going on. It's anyway, beautiful. Should we pop in? Let's pop in. We're now inside Dalston Curve Gardens, which I think yes. I'm right in saying is probably dating app central. Yeah, I've really taken people on like a whistle-stop tour of the best places to get loved up, get giggly. Get giggly. Get giggly and cute next to a shrub. That sounds good. And it, like, even though obviously summer in the city, yeah. peak time for Dawson Curve Garden, they also got pumpkin carving yeah. uh, around a spooky Christmas. Oh, how nice. It's lovely any time of year. Yeah, it's such a good place. And I remember they needed a, a significant cash injection to stay open a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very proud to say, time out campaigns for it and stuff and yeah. obviously it wasn't just us but it was very gratifying to see them hit the uh, target really really quickly when we got involved uh, i'm so happy it still exists yeah. the curb it's a really special place yeah it'd be really heartbreaking if this place closed it's just a sort of little oasis yeah totally if you if you lose these sorts of things in london what what point is there to sort of persist, really? Why do we pay the rent if we can't come places like here for free? You can just walk in for free. Yeah, and beautiful. you can walk out for free. Yeah, yeah. But the the wine which they do sell here does cost money. As you were talking about that, I got a really fat fly right in the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll um, ha that'll happen because they too deserve nature. Well, it's very much embedded in the back of my skull now. I think I've blinked it into my own head. What happens at that point? Do they sort of dissolve? I think they live forever sort of fed by your juices, but this is a support group for that kind of thing. Okay. Run by good. a very old woman who swallowed hers. Very good. It's a nice, rich smell of urine there. So go through the... We love it. Keep yeah. Dalston weird. Keep Dalston hydrated. Keep Dalston pissy. We've got to keep Dalston pissy. There's got to be a little bit of that. Yeah. For every um, lavender kombucha and flat white, we've got to have a little... A puddle of rancid urine. A little puddle of piss. Yeah. Do you want to get your mobile phone unlocked? What does unlocking actually mean? I've never really understood it. Uh, sometimes I think phones lock themselves as a security measure or they aren't allowed to be used in different um, parts of the world. Hey, okay, I get it. So if you obtained a phone that for some reason was locked, yep. you can unlock it. Yeah, and a lot of places around here offer that service. A lot of places do. Oh my God, those strawberries smell amazing. Yeah. Here we are on Ridley <sighs> Road Market. I need to get some Maggie cubes, actually. Yeah. So normally I get my fruit from the top, obviously. Mm -hmm. Don't normally get plantain from the market itself, normally get it from a shop. But we get my veggies from like a stall that's about there. And like scotch bonnets from over there. Um, party party for our legendary parties. Mm -hmm. It's a classic party shop, of which London doesn't have very many. No, yeah, rare. It's so well stocked. I just think everyone's coming all the time. There's also a woman who's very close to my heart called Egg Lady. Oh, yes? Yeah. And if you ever go to Dawson Roof Park, which is above Sister Space. Yeah. The wonderful domestic violence charity. If you ever go up top and you're having a rooftop moment in one of the toilets, I was once on a sort of hazy night out, mm. uh, sat on one of the toilets in the Dawson Roof Park, and someone had sort of drawn a homage to the Egg Lady of Ridley Road Market because she's a rare sunshine. And that is still up there. People go and find it. Um, I haven't revisited the cubicle. Yeah, I wonder if she. But knows I like it's to there. think she's. I think she almost certainly does not. Yeah. There's a. I would say not a flattering, but an accurate picture of her. I see. What does she do? I, I've never she met her. She sells eggs. She sells eggs in the market. I could have guessed that probably by the name, couldn't yeah. I? Yeah. At the end of every day, she lays one. <laughs> Do you cook a lot of uh, Ghanaian food? Um, I don't know if I'd like, so my mum's from Cameroon, my dad's from Ghana. Yeah. So I think I have a sort of like West African hybrid sensibility. I but see. like, fried plantain, kills all ills, jollof rice. There is a big, obviously, 
Joloff rivalry that I'm sure you're very bored of talking about. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, never tire. Really? You're always going to yeah, fight the fight. Yeah, because the people the people need to be need to be warned about. Okay, uh, for the benefit. Can I buy some Maggie cubes? Is that all right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have change? I do. If you want me to. Oh no, you don't. It could be a gift from the podcast. I mean, sure. Yeah. Please, may I have the Maggie cubes? One pound, you want? Yeah, one pound. Yeah. Oh, this one. All right. Thank you thank very you. much. Oh my god, thank you so much. What are you going to use those for? Could use it in some jollof. Excellent. Some like meat seasoning. So Ghanaian jollof, we'll take that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And not, you know, yeah. stupid fat rice like Nigerians use. Okay, yeah. Yes. Uh, we you have arrived, by the way, at our fourth venue, our final place. Our Do final you want to say place. where we are? We're at Ridley Road Market Bar. Legendary spot. Let's go in. Let's go. Uh, we are now sat in Ridley Road, Market Bar. What uh, inspired you to choose this? Okay, so firstly, it's on Ridley Road. Mm. As we know, my favourite place in London. And I feel like Ridley Road Market Bar is just a good time. Yeah. Like, no one comes here to be sad. Yeah, you no, can't be sad, can you? Look at it. Can't be sad. There's a disco ball. There's signs that say happy hour. Yeah, they've not tried especially hard to make the decor over the top, but the whole vibe all together is positive. Yeah, it's just like a little ray of sunshine in the middle of the market. Yeah. If you arrive here at 9pm, what is your drink? Oh, it's got to be a frozen margarita. Oh, yeah? I think anything with tequila, tequila. It's going to wake you up. Yeah. You know the song? I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say song lyrics on the podcast. I think you can say song. Well, interesting legal quandary. How about we see what happens when you do? And if we get sued, yeah. we will forward the bill to you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, there's a fun song that's been making rounds on TikTok, which is like, give me one margarita, I'ma open my legs, give you two margarita, I'ma give you some head. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't know. I don't. Okay. I, now I do. <laughs> yeah, you looked at me like I was threatening you. <laughs> or something else. Uh, or something else. But yeah, it's a, it's a trend. It's a fun trend. Yeah. I think that if someone were to create some content with that track in Ridley Road Market Bar, it would go off. It's going to pop off. Yeah. Does the drink choice stay the same if you turn up like 11, 12, or do you sort of move on to other things? Oh, what? From tequila? Yeah, well, I think if you get to a place and it's like much, much later, your sort of thinking is normally different with what you feel like. So usually people get more elaborate when the night goes on. I think I've got two modes at Ridley Road Market Bar. I've got tequila or non-alcoholic beer. And you're in a non-alcoholic mood now. Yeah, I'm feeling like a lucky saint. Are you the sort of comedian who, when they do gigs and stuff, they're always stone-cold sober, they're sort of really, what, really responsible? Yeah, professional, <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently a lot of them aren't. I think, you know, a lot of people in my industry have a lot of personal demons that they're battling. Mm. It's just... It sadly isn't good for the comedy. No. Like, I think if you're at, in a sort of party vibe, like maybe you're at a festival, you can kind of take the edge off, but you should definitely not do it if you need it. Well, I, I think a lot of punters would see stand-up comedy and not know if the comedian or the performer had had a drink. From a professional's perspective, mm. what are the giveaway signs? Or oh, that someone's had a drink. Yeah. I think it's um, the... Timing? That was a, oh, very good. Yeah. I ruined that at the end. You did, you did, but you know, I, I just really wanted to push the boundaries of what is what can be considered comedy in that answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all about the timing. If the timing is off, yeah, maybe they've had a little drop to drink. Red wine mouth. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's not a funny look, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grabbing an audience member instead of the microphone. Not good. Not as good. Well. Okay. Not good. Yeah. I guess slurring. Slurring. Yeah. 
Yeah. But that might be part of someone's, you know, unique persona. Well, that's it. I remember in the, in the 90s, there were like loads of comedians who seemed to sort of trade on being a bit kind of like Larry and a bit sort of slobby and everything. But maybe that was just a performance. I actually saw uh, Dylan Moore and uh, Dylan Moore is one of my favourite comedians. And I saw his DVD record and he had like, he's, he's been this like sort of dishevelled, drunkard person. But I saw him just like pick up a glass of wine and not really drink it. Right. And I was like, oh no. You got a glimpse behind the curtain. He's not really drinking that wine. Were you partly sort of um, relieved? Yeah. Not disappointed. I'm glad he's healthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'd have to be, or he would have probably passed by now. Yeah. Well, at this stage in the afternoon, I'm just going to broaden our remit from Dalston and ask you what your favourite things are in London. Like, what the things you'd give five stars to. Let's get into it. Absolutely. What is your five star pint? I start pint. Um, wow, wow. This is hard. I would say it is um, a pint at the ship, maybe in Soho. Of course, the ship, really famous. Great spot. Lovely spot. Hard to find good pubs in central London, but that definitely is one. It is a good little pub. Mm. What is your five-star park? Five-star park. Can Clissold be a five-star park? Clissold's good, yeah. Clissold's good. You got them goats. Got them goats, got them deer. Got a little house on the hill. It's safe, yep. it's green, it's leafy. I've run there many a time. I think I'm going to pick Clissold. Clissold Park, five stars. What is your five-star dinner? Dinner. I feel I like you're undergoing something very, no, very this stressful. Is, I know this is meant to be like a funny quickfire round, but I'm so invested in the answer to the question and so like terrified of giving the wrong answer. Yeah. I'm furious that you didn't prep me for this. All right, I would say Mangal 2. Mangal 2, shout out to Handsome Sirtash again. What are you going to order there? What sort of stuff? Well, the menu's changed. Mm. You see, it's become... It's, it's become fine dining now, isn't fine it? Fine dining yeah. now. Uh, and I went and it was absolutely phenomenal, but I'm not as au fait with, au fait with the dinner. I would say also Brat. Yep. Brat's a place. Thomas Parry, the head chef at Brat. He opened one called Mountain in Ooh. Soho, which is a very, very flash place. I, I went and reviewed it uh, last week. Is it a ground floor restaurant? It's both ground floor and basement. It's very wow. It's huge. Okay. If you like brat, it's similar stuff. It's like Basque cooking with like Welsh ingredients. Ooh. Yeah. What is your five star pizza slice? Five star pizza slice. It's from Voodoo Rays. Mm. I wouldn't say the finest place for pizza generally, but there was a vegan spicy pepperoni that they did that changed my life. Not part of the regular menu, but absolutely phenomenal. Voodoo Rays for my money. The best pizza in London. You can Ooh. take your fancy sort of sourdoughs. You can take all that sort of stuff. Voodoo rays every time. VR. Yeah. It's the future. Five-star tourist attraction. Oh, I used to work on the London Eye, so I would say categorically not that place. Uh, London Dungeon is uh, always nice because you get to see people not achieving their career goals. London Dungeon comes up a lot. Does it? People Probably mention... with performers as well. Yeah, I think people just feel warmly towards it. Do you know how much it costs to get in now, London Dungeon? I think it's probably more pricey than I think. Yep. £26? About 35 What the hell? Yep. But you get a few hours of entertainment. You walk through it. You've got a lot of actors. They jump out. At you. You, you like it when people jump out at you, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You get a lot of that. That happens a lot of doors. That is outrageous. Yeah, but still going strong, so it must be doing something, right? Okay, right. What is your five-star Sunday roast? <sighs> I um, have something to confess. Please. I am anti-roast. Okay. I don't... I, I think that a lot of roasts are bad. Mm. I think Yorkshire puddings are like a moon cup made of pastry. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. <laughs> don't get the obsession with roasts. I have been, I've been for a roast in the last month and it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it's uh, the Hunteress. With the pornographic toilets. With the pornographic toilets. Yeah. 
So hates roast, but Hunter S, not a bad roast. Yeah, if you want to see a bit of meat with your meat. Yeah, that's it. Hunter S is the place to do it. And I like the pork belly. What are they? I've never been into the women's toilets. The men's toilets, It's a, I'd say it's a style of pornography that I would describe as like not progressive. Because if someone goes, oh, the toilets are full of porn, you think, oh, it must be sort of forward thinking and quite a liberal approach. But it's mm -hmm. quite a sort of 90s Helmut Newton, uh, old school porn. What, what are the ones in the women's toilets like? Uh, it's just Duncan from Blue. Is that it? Yeah, just yeah, loads, just, of, pictures just of, loads of pictures of Duncan from Blue. Yeah, that is a vibe. What is your five-star musical? Oh, a five-star musical. I mean, this is going to sound wanky, but my five-star musical that's currently on... Yep. Operation Mincemeat. Okay. Uh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Do you want to explain it? I think people need to discover it for themselves because I think that it's sort of like people who like World War stuff yeah. and people who like musical stuff, very often the twain doesn't meet. Okay. But in this, the twain does meet. There was a film called Operation Mincemeat, had Colin Firth in it, by all accounts, it was not as joyful and hilarious as this musical is. So yeah. I'd say Operation Mincemeat. And I loved Bring It On the musical, but that's left the South Bank now, so we can't recommend that. Five stars, Operation Mincemeat. What's your five star city that isn't London? Ooh, Accra. Accra, yeah. Accra. Sorry, I said, I said Accra. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to stop this. People keep saying Accra and it's not, it's not okay. Accra. Accra. Yeah, what's Accra. it like though? It's an incredible city. It's the capital of Ghana, if you're Googling that right now. Accra is simultaneously a city where everyone's hustling. It's really buzzy. There's loads of stuff to do. It's very club, club, another club, next place. Like you leave the club at 4am, people are just turning up. But it's also small enough that like you sort of rub shoulders with everybody and you can be kind of like weird and do your own thing. I was at a um, club in Accra with my friend Mary who was visiting for the first time and in Comic Sounds on a table was written like WizKid mm. or like a little table in a place about the size of Ridley Road Market Bar. And she was like, WizKid's not coming mm. to this place. Surely that's a joke. And I was like, Charles the Rapper's behind you. Really? Yeah. Bloody hell, it's all going on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got its problems like every city, but it's really fun. And uh, yeah, Accra. Chance loves it. If you are in the area, if you are around Ghana, you're around West Africa, do not miss Accra. Don't miss Accra. Who is your five-star living Londoner that isn't me? Living Londoner. I think Clara Ampho is a great Londoner. Clara Ampho. And I know she loves London. And an absolutely lovely person. An absolute star. Yeah, yeah. A gem of the city, I would say. Smart, clever person. Yeah. And a Londoner that's still here. Who yeah. knows if she'll be for much longer. But that's I feel true. like a living gem. Well, thank you so much, Sophie, for taking me around uh, all of Dalston. Did you enjoy it? I had a brilliant time. I'll never leave. Lovely to see you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much to Sophie Duker for showing me around the area of Dalston. It's an area that means like, a huge amount to me, and it was so nice to hear her take on the whole place really feel like I've earned the right to get invited to a Duke house party at some point. The offer's hopefully out there somewhere. They sound like great things. If you want to see Sophie, she's coming to London and doing a big show hag at the Bloomsbury Theatre. It's already sold out a whole load of other ones, I think. And then also her comedy troupe, uh, Wacky Racists, is coming, I think, at the end of October to the Hackney Empire. And that should be absolutely brilliant. She's always got good people on that. Uh, if you enjoyed today's podcast, I hope you have. Do subscribe to Love Thy Neighbourhood. Give it a five-star rating, you big twat. Come on. It helps us. And you'll get a new episode every single Tuesday. Whether you like it or not, new episode. That's how it is. 
Well, that just about wraps it up. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Cheerio. Love Thy Neighbourhood is sponsored by Freenow, the mobility super app. I'll be honest with you, I never thought I'd be an e-bike guy, but I also never thought I'd be as lazy as I am now, which is why e-bikes are perfect for me. Thanks to Freenow, I can unlock e-bikes in selected parts of London when I want to get somewhere fast and feel the wind in my long, luscious hair. One app, more ways to travel. Feel free now.